Geek Juice Radio. I'm Mega Fault of Your Mother. You like discussions about incest? Because first of all, it's the worst movie ever made. The link ain't blue, so I can't click it. <laughs> <laughs> Visit our website at www.geekjuicemedia.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Geek Juice Radio. I am Tom Bad Guy, and you are not. With us today, we have our usual suspects. First off, we have the courageous and deadly Kevin Daly. How are you today? I love Joe D'Amato. <laughs> also with us, as usual, is the scrupulous Alex Jowski. How are you today, Mr. Jowski? Better than I was earlier, so I'm doing good now. All right. And, of course, we have the ever-funny Charlie McMullen. Charlie... How is the rash? It's clearing up in the shape of Whistler's mother. <laughs> and we'd also like to introduce, for his first time on Geek Juice Radio, he's our newest contributor. His section is Number Renditions in the Last Crusade. He's a man that feels he could take on the Empire all by himself. Number Renditions. How are you today, Num? Uh, doing pretty good. Right now I'm on Cloud9. Just nice to be here with you guys. Excellent. We're going to start today's show with Kevin, who's going to tell us about a porno. <laughs> As I said, I love Joe D'Amato, and uh, I just had the honor of watching his classic porno, Robin Hood, Thief of Wives, which is not the worst Robin Hood movie I've seen, but we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, this is a great... Uh, if anybody don't know, doesn't know who Joe D'Amato is, he uh, basically makes crappy Italian movies. Uh, a few Mystery Science Theater fans saw his Cave Dwellers, which is actually the second of the Ator the Invincible series, and he has a very, very distinct visual style, which coincidentally continues through the porno. <laughs> but uh, I, it started because we were looking through Joe D'Amato's filmography, because we were going to watch as a group um, the fourth Ator movie uh, a while back. We're like, I wonder what else is Joe D'Amato has done. So we kind of went through his filmography, and we learned that he has done a lot of porn. And this one was my favorite title, <laughs> Robin Hood, Thief of Wives, which I still can't stop laughing just saying the name. <laughs> it's every bit as entertaining as the name implies. More entertaining than Porno Holocaust. Well, I haven't seen all of Porno Holocaust, I'll be honest. Though, I don't think anything can top the one scene I won't mention on the air, but I think we all know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm going to pretend like I do. It it involves male genitalia (laughs) on a zombie choking a woman to death. Oh, one of those things. That sounds like like good old-fashioned family fun right there. Well, it's called Porno Holocaust, What Do You Want? What Do You Want is the subtitle? (laughs) (laughs) I want to get the image of this movie out of my head. That's what I want. (laughs) I want to unsee that. Robin Hood, Thief of Wives. Description. This time out, it's Robin Hood who's out to steal the king's harem and largely succeeds. That implies that there were a couple of holdouts. (laughs) Well, let's see. I'm thinking the king's harem is about four chicks in the movie, and he bangs... No, five chicks, and he bangs three of them? No, he's got about six or seven, and he bangs three of them. He doesn't get every member of the harem. It's no, just like this just... with Trident. <laughs> is this pre they... or post uh, pubic shaving? Um, it's ninety five, so like uh, make from that what you wear. It's like the transitional era. <laughs> it's, it's like fifty fifty. It's it's from the era of landing strips. 
and furry lightning bolts. Ah. Back when it used to be about the art. <laughs> so are the girls in the harem married to the king? No. I mean, the whole plot of the movie is, and it's hard to tell, by the way, because it's it, it's badly dubbed in Italian. <laughs> I mean, and I mean badly dubbed in Italian. Um, but basically the idea is Prince John has attached uh, chastity belts to all the wives in in Sherwood Forest in England. And now the husbands have to pay, uh, have the key to unlock it. And of course, none of them can afford it. So basically, uh, Prince John and the very black sheriff of Nottingham just <laughs> plow all the wives for most of the movie. All the wives. Did this review on IMDb, and I think they got their information wrong, but they put that the um, sheriff of Nottingham is played by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're slightly off there, but if, if, if true, that would have been awesome. I have not done the research, but I'm going to assume that's incorrect. That's scallywag Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, it, it's dubbed in Italian, so what was the original language? I think it was shot in English. I really, <laughs> looking at it, I'm pretty sure the actors and actresses are, are, are English speakers. And so you get these great sound effects, like... <laughs> <laughs> like dubbed over the uh, over the top of the the sound, it, it's bad. Well, you just think... you don't see many blonde Italians running around, so it's no. probably shot in a different country. Well, Are you so you've seen uh, Captain Pixie Cut? The the, the 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 guy at the beginning. Oh, the fat the fat guy in the green shirt who's my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps getting uh, C blocked by uh, by by Sheriff of Nottingham? Yeah, my favorite character in the movie. I'm surprised they didn't change the names. Sure, forest or something like that. Is there well, anything? They may like have. Again, it's an Italian. I'm oh, just right. <laughs> well, it's it's Sherwood, but it's spelled differently. <laughs> There's an emphasis on the wood. I have no idea how much of this you're going to have to censor because we are talking about a pornographic movie. <laughs> but uh, another question I have is: Was there a rooster playing guitar, f***ing a woman, and whistling the song from the Disney animated? No, unfortunately, <laughs> that would have been great. However, I think it's more of a parody of the. <laughs> Far worse Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Now, the, yes, the, 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 the porno ripoff was a better movie than the movie it was based off of. The song it plays during every single sex scene. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. I wish you were joking because truly the music in this movie is like bad midi renaissance fair music the entire time the movie looks like it was filmed at a rent fest during the off season yeah wow it's like if the camera pans six inches to the left you're gonna see some some fat tourists wanting some mead <laughs> what is this sherwooding i see before me oh uh my other favorite part is the use of stock still images of an archery target <laughs> see so that's just... symbolism kevin <laughs> Jowski knows what I'm talking about. He's actually seen this. The scene where the arrow splits the middle of the other arrow. That's that's not in this movie. It's just oh. a picture of an archery range. It should be. That that would be a, <laughs> that would be a Freudian goldmine. It is. Well, you weren't paying attention because at the very end, actually, there's still shots for like the first two dudes who go in the archery contest. But then Robin goes and like splits the arrow. No, no. Robin goes and shoots and it lands. And then... Prince John shoots and splits the arrow. Then King Richard comes out of nowhere to split the arrow again, and they just use the same shot three times. 
So what you're saying is in this Robin Hood porno that these men are having an epic wiener joust and are splitting each other's arrows. No, I, there actually is archery involved. This is an actual scene that's not one of the sex scenes in the movie. You're just left, oh. <laughs> you're just left with a sticky, glazed pile of half arrows. <laughs> Can we actually discuss uh, the money shots? The money shots in that movie are weak. Weak. V- super weak. Like, I, I'll admit, I've watched a lot of porno. These are some of the weakest shots I've ever seen, including in amateur work. These guys... <laughs> wow. These guys... I mean... Being all I'm, frustrated. Say, these guys must have been thirsty. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, in the porn industry, if you're a dude, there's a reason you only can shoot, like, three scenes a week. Because you gotta, you gotta build it up so that when you, when you pop, it's impressive. I'm not saying everybody has to be Peter North, but you got to get it to go somewhere. Okay, saying that um, it's impressive is weird because I've never seen a porn and then been disappointed. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. Well, I'm obviously a porn connoisseur. <laughs> if the dudes aren't performing up to standard, and there is a standard, I'm angry. Yeah, the, the money <laughs> shots in this movie is you have the guy, he, he moans out something in Italian like, Bafangu! <laughs> It goes slow motion as you see one drop fly <laughs> through the air. Yeah, exactly. Well, now the slow motion is totally Joe D'Amato being Joe D'Amato. But yeah, that's pretty much how that works. There's nothing wrong with slow motion. He's just trying to get his money's worth. So it's like the bullet scene in The Matrix, only with a money <laughs> shot? Just imagine The Matrix, only Keanu Reeves is in like a really sticky hailstorm. <laughs> it, is, it is like the, the bullet scene in the Matrix, because then you, then you have the girl closing her eye and dodging her head to the side, <laughs> then real, realizing there was no real reason for her to move at all. Right, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, let's talk about the women, the choice of female talent in the movie, because overall, was not impressed. Jowski, were you impressed? Because I was not impressed. There were a couple of girls that weren't too bad looking for the most part there i thought that the 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 chick who was the who was the uh the the chambermaid to maid marion was was pretty good looking um and i thought maid marion though she was too skinny she was a pretty good performer you guys are doing are are being way too too critical the the way i see it is um a, a girl's like sitting at a coffee shop reading a book is way less hot than a girl doing like reverse cowgirl or something like that yes it is way less hot i just I, I, don't, I don't know, like, I think it's a whole different set of What part of porn you... connoisseur did you not get? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have watched a lot of porn. Thus, a... thus, my standards are higher. Charlie, you need, you need a better class of pornography, I think, to appreciate the, the points that Kevin's trying to bring to you. In general... Yeah. Educate you yeah. on quality pornography, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. But though, in general, the Italian girls in this movie, I'd tip them an extra buck, a buck or two if they were my server at Olive Garden. I appreciate oh, what you're doing one. here, ma'am, but but seriously, breadstick. Yeah. <laughs> all you can eat doesn't mean stop and talk to me, all right? <laughs> She's the head waitress. <clears throat> Please don't play with the breadsticks like that. I plan on eating them. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a yeast infection. Bam! <laughs> don't do How many croutons can you put in there? Charlie, I know he's got it streaming in the background there. Have you seen... Oh, yeah. I have, but he's streaming it without sound, so I I can see what they're doing, but I don't understand why. <laughs> um, it's dubbed in Italian. You still wouldn't understand. <laughs> I I need well, still there's inflection. It's it's a porno. <laughs> I, 
I need to be taken on a journey. <laughs> just need think, for, me cool. Once you get to the first, the, the scene where Robin's banging Pixie Cut, just think me coolo for the rest of the movie, and that's pretty much what you got. Charlie needs to know the reason why the cream pie happens so much. <laughs> and plus, that that would actually help because uh, me coolo was the name that I danced under. <laughs> <laughs> Cream pies are more of a modern pornography thing. Yeah, it, it does not show up in in this film. Usually, usually in the big, I don't, I hesitate to call anything Joe D'Amato made big budget, but in the larger budget pornography, it's all about the money shot, which is why it's so disappointing that they're so weak in this particular movie. Okay, can but, I ask a question? Can I ask a question that I'm immediately going to regret asking? <laughs> what 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 is a cream pie exactly? That is when you. Would- That was very descriptive. That's better than I could do. I have yeah. watched a lot of porno. What part of porno connoisseur do you not understand? It doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be those two orifices. You could also do it in the open, pus-filled, gangrenous wound on her thigh. Yeah, I have not seen gangrenous thigh cream pies, so yeah, maybe Kowski more of a connoisseur than I am. That's, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, that's a really specific life. niche market. That, that's, that's like porn addict. Right My there. producer says fourth hole? So this movie is all facials, though. Well, oh. attempted. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. It's all yeah. drippings on a face. That's it's like powdered milk. One, one <laughs> yes, one, <laughs> one individual uh, droplet. <laughs> In fact, towards the end, you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, I just steam comes out. The other thing, though, is Joe D'Amato was like eighty when this movie was made. So when he considering it was sixty-one when he died, sixty-two. <laughs> 62 and he died. <laughs> when he sees these weak money shots, he goes, that's better than I could do. It must be great. Everybody, I feel a twitch. We got a good movie here. <laughs> Poor Joe D'Amato. Joe D'Amato really is one of my favorite directors, and I was so happy to see all of his <laughs> trademarks in this movie. The bad sets, terrible lighting, static shots, horrible costumes, improvised props. It was great. So what you're telling me is after last season, we've been better as a porno. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm um, saying. I'm going to say no, paper because at least the people in this film look, look decent. Yeah, well, at least there would be a reason for all the f- paper. Yes. Easy cleanup. <laughs> It'd be too many paper cuts, though. <laughs> really, any is too many if you're talking about genitals. <laughs> yeah. There might be one. Let's not do it. Yeah. I will say I will rank... I've seen five Robin Hood movies. I will rank them. Men in Tights is my favorite. Then the Disney one. Followed by Joe D'Amato's Prince of, or Thief of Wives. Then the Russell Crowe Robin Hood. And in very, very distant last place, that awful Kevin Costner movie, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, see, the only thing... The only thing good about that Robin Hood movie was Alan Rickman was hilarious in it. Alan Rickman was tremendous in that one. Um, but when you guys first said Robin Hood, Thief of Wives, I thought it was like the Russell Crowe one, only renamed by Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I like this. Uh, too bad Joe D'Amato has passed. I was very saddened to learn of his passing. I would. I really wish that he made a version of the Russell Crowe one, because that would have been pretty amusing. So, since we're discussing Robin Hood... Prince of Thieves. There's always the song from it. F- I hate this song. Oh, this is painful. <laughs> so uh, you get it like you get it in the same room as Jowski there, so you get the full brunt of Brian Adams. I know. I even have to look at the the YouTube montage. <laughs> <This song laughs> just turn and look at Thief of Wives. You'll feel better. 
Somebody, somebody, somebody well, yeah, but if I see that with this music, then I'm in the direction again. <laughs> somebody put in the effort to make that Brian Adams song with a Robin Hood montage. Actually, it's the music video at the end of the video cassette when I was growing up. You hear the song during the credits, and then you see the music video. And then my mom and sister would rewind it three or four times and watch <laughs> the video again and go, oh, such a... <laughs> Coincidentally, Morgan Freeman was in that movie. He was. He he was, and it was uh, it's time. <laughs> it was it was uh, what guy? What's his name now? Isaac Hayes in 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 Prince in uh yeah in tights. No, that was his dad, and Dave Chappelle was the character that Morgan Freeman played. Oh, yeah, it's, Dave it's, Chappelle it's, was. A I chew. thought Morgan a Freeman played played the yeah. father. But if yeah. you want to get into overly dramatic, sentimental songs like the Brian Adams one that carried no, the movie, I don't get into it. No, <laughs> uh, the topic, not the music. Is it, is it going to come down between Brian Adams' Everything I Do from Robin Hood, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On from Titanic, or Aerosmith, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing from Armageddon? In terms the of the sheer hatred that it inspires in my soul, it would be uh, the Aerosmith song from Armageddon. I actually hate the Celine Dion song the most. The only Aerosmith song I liked was Sweet Emotion, which was also in that movie. That's the Frank only one I like. Draw my line after Sweet Emotion. Well, see, Armageddon just racked up a huge body count because in 98, you had a bunch of actors who had done really well in, uh, like, indie and low-budget movies, and they just rounded them all up in the biggest budgeted, like, horrible movie. Like, every, well, let's everything. give credit where credit's due. It's a Michael Bay film, so, you right. know, we know how so Jassy feels everything. about Michael Bay. I hate Michael Bay. We all hate Michael Bay. And Armageddon has everything that makes us hate mainstream movies, and they just... I mean, it was Billy Bob Thornton. The biggest thing he had done at that point was Sling Blade, an indie movie. You had uh, Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson, who up to that point had only done Bottle Rocket, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so I see Owen Wilson's career crashed and burned real fast. <laughs> it did, and Michael Bay killed it. Was it was it ever promising? I can't remember anything that Owen Wilson, where he was the star, that he was good in. Bottle Rocket, he was fantastic in Bottle Rocket, man. Cars. He Seen was the Rocket. star of Cars. Not saying it was good, just he was the star of Cars. Yeah, that's not helping. Cars is okay. It's a Pixar movie. I mean, it's better than 99% of everything else was made. It's the weakest of the Pixar movies, but that, you know. Marley and Me. I was going to say, anyway. Tim Allen's best movie is probably Toy Story, and it was a My uh, producer movie. is a big fan of Marley and Me. I have a strong hatred for... Marley and me because it made me cry like a bitch. That's why, yeah. <laughs> well, that's every Pixar movie to me. Can you get through the first 20 minutes of Up without crying? I can't. I can because I've, I had an abusive grandfather that looked a lot like that guy. Oh. <laughs> well, that would probably help. <laughs> yeah. And plus, I was busy trying to figure out if the kid was Mexican or Asian. Well, I meant the, the scene where he like grows old with that, that girl and then his wife dies. It's like silent film for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. <laughs> I cried at the end of Gran Torino, and I always cry when I watch the end of Rudy. Yeah, yeah. Rudy, that's a powerful moment. Even if even if the the movie Rudy not necessarily fully accurate as a movie, a pretty, a pretty strong movie. See, I cry more at Spielberg films like Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan, the very end of those movies. You mean before Spielberg yeah. lost his damn mind? Yeah, there's somewhere <laughs> in between that time where he just decided he didn't want to you know work on anything anymore seriously so frank you're a big star wars fan at what point did spielberg and lucas start doing hard drugs and lose their minds together because that was about the same period of time i would say about a year before episode one probably yeah that's that's my guess you know it was it was game over from there man yeah kevin i mean 
he took a hit, and the first thing Lucas said was, "No, this is pod racing." <laughs> and they both laughed their ass off and made episode one. And then their, their faces melted as though they looked at the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> if only that was what actually happened, because then I would not have had to endure Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I would not have had to endure the Star Wars prequels. Indiana Jones 4 is awesome. Yeah, I like I that movie. I so much. What other movies has Spielberg directed that have been ruined by the abject addition of aliens? AI. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was bringing up. Okay. The, uh, catch me. But think about all the good movies that he did with aliens in it, like Close Encounters. Well, Close Encounters time. is great, but the whole movie is about aliens. Well, I don't understand how it's so ridiculous that Indiana Jones would fight aliens. Because once again, if somebody on this earth was going to find aliens, it'd be Indiana Jones. I suppose sec- it just feels like the whole series jumped the shark at that point. Yeah, but well, but then we can believe the fact that there's the Ark of the Covenant and the ghosts, and then in the Last Crusade with the cup of christ we can believe that but we can't believe aliens i mean the first three were about him finding religious artifacts and dealing with religious issues it's like oh and the mayan skulls not religious actually alien i I will tell you what i uh what i was not able to believe i was not able to believe that an inexperienced um shia labeouf was able to train a herd of goddamn monkeys in 30 (laughs) seconds He trained them? I forgot about that scene entirely. Oh, oh good Thanks Lord. a lot, Charlie. I don't understand where you're going with the monkey training. All I'm saying is that if, if it were the real world, those monkeys would have clawed his eyes out and humped his ears. Yeah. The last, last thing about Indiana Jones, I like how they brought Marion back. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, no, that was great. I skeleton! No, be patient. We will finish thoughts, then go to Skeleton. I wouldn't mind talking about Indiana Jones some more. Even though Karen Black did look like a wax dummy of herself. And still- you, know what, you know what's nice about the Indiana Jones discussion, Jowski? It gets Frank involved. <laughs> well, Frank did see the skeleton of Cadaver. I know, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, he's not well, Robin Hood thief of wives, so he's been completely lost. Yeah, well, I, I've never seen any of those movies. Or the rest movies, of us are, or at least yeah. I am. Well, I'm more amateur porn myself, but you one see, that, last... that's been largely my experience. Well, too, Frank, but... let's put it this way: Have you seen a porno at any point in your life? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you, you'd definitely be lost with this one. <laughs> what are they doing? Have you ever been to a Renfest? Yes. Now take the Renfest image and then the porno image, put the two together, you have Robin Hood Thief of Wives. And add the green arrow. It's like a man and a woman playing leapfrog and the man is very bad at it. <laughs> and apparently dribbles because he hasn't had enough milk that day. <laughs> kind of like Shia LaBeouf. If we were going to talk about this lost skeleton of cadaver, I would like to mention that my wife producer is dragging skulls around in Skyrim right now <laughs> and decorating her house with them. Ambiance. Does she have the same line? Skeletons have always hated me. She says yes. She says she took the head off one in the very beginning, so yes. I like to sit down sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. What was it that the, uh, the aliens say before they sit down? Like, Quick, bend at the middle. Bend at the <laughs> middle. <laughs> that, was my, that was my favorite line. That sounds like a, a good band name. Or direction on a porno set. <laughs> bend at the middle, more. Joe D'Amato's direction on on Thief of Wives. Bend at the middle. Bend at the middle. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Lost Skeleton of Cadaver is a 2001 film that is a homage to the sci-fi B movies of the 50s. It mimics the black and white look. It has the uh, honest attempts at B movie acting because they were. It has it has meticulously horrible music. No, I, it was. I thought the music's good. It's definitely a representation of the of the genre. Yeah, like, and also like of that time too. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Somebody worked really hard to make the music sound that. 
<laughs> and the reason it looks so much like the 50 science fiction films is because it was shot at Bronson Canyon, which is the same place they shot a bunch of 1950s horror films. Teenagers from Outer Space, King Dinosaur, Robot Mons- Monster, it Conquered the World, Earth vs. Spider. And it was also the same canyon... like someone did their research. Yep. The same canyon gained additional fame because it was the exit of the Batcave. No, I like it. And uh, Ranger Brad is awesome. That's all I gotta say. He is He is the, the diamond in the rough. He is the diamond in the rough. Because you, know, you never know when you might be horribly mutilated. I did just finish watching it about an hour ago, right before we started this. Um, I liked it. I think that Jowski overhyped it a lot. I think it was fun. Oh. Um, the dialogue tries a little too hard to, to mimic the bad dialogue of movies of that era. Uh, overall enjoyable. I, I didn't love it as much as I don't think that Jowski is. I thought it was great. I, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, it, it took me a while to figure out that it was not a movie made in the 1960s. <laughs> what was the name of the element he was looking for? Trilithium? Oh. Atmospherium. Oh, Atmospherium, yeah. <laughs> that whole bit where the, the one girl calls it Amish Terrarium. Yeah. Like, what? And, the, the Amish. and the only actor I was even able to identify when, we, when I first watched it was Brian Howe. And the only thing, the first thing I clicked in my head was I was like, because <clears throat> this is honestly the first thing I was like, is that the guy from Black Sheep where the chick uh, governor, like she had the little manager guy, but that was Bruce McGill's. And then I realized, oh, that's the, the son from Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood's son, Gran Torino. Sorry uh, to interrupt, Tom, but it sounds like somebody is spanking something in the background. Somewhere. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to wait till you finish your thoughts so we could... Uh, I was on the internet for a second. You are fiercely like... on the internet. <laughs> Might have been my Anger-based the internet. <laughs> Gee, if you say you're on the internet now, then I, I call into question your claim that you've never seen pornography. <laughs> The well, internet is for porn. Frank must have found a message board where somebody was saying, Darth Vader saying no in Jedi was the best addition ever. That sounded like some angry typing. <laughs> uh, I, I thought you were going to say he was beating to that. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, Darth Vader. No. <laughs> Instead, I say yes. So Skeleton of Cadaver is totally butchering this movie. I was trying to think of lines from that movie, but all I could think of was what happened. I can't think of the the lines in the movie, so well, it's driving the me. Ass- there's the asshole skeleton itself. I, sleep I, sleep I know, that skeleton I- was a dick. Yeah, he keeps calling that guy an idiot, that's all I remember. That's <laughs> the best part. Over we here, this movie justice at all. <laughs> well, he was, the character was an idiot. He's got that line of, I've got to get the meteor, but how? There must be a way inside the cabin. Think. Oh, well. <laughs> cabin. 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 Oh, and, uh, the two aliens, one's, uh, when they're yelling at the door, trying to get in, and they're freaking out because it won't let them in the door. Oh, yeah. What is it? What does he say? Uh, he's like, they'll know. They'll know everything now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the door's not opening. They'll know. They'll know everything. And then they open the door. <laughs> and then the we my favorite part is where the skeleton's walking around. Oh I yeah. Stop laughing at that. Because <laughs> it's you know when the skeleton gets up and walks around, it's so obviously like somebody carrying him, and you just can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> the part where they're just dragging the skeleton on the ground and they're like, climb the mountain like <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's like you just throw it on there. <laughs> like this. Oh man. With the aliens with their Earth names. Targasa and Bauman. <laughs> I know, those are totally not Earth names. You just reminded that... me of uh, the Mystery Science Theater for this island Earth. I'm not an alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
forgive me, one of your composers. I'm not an alien. <laughs> but to real quickly get back to how IMDb is better than Wiki, there's a bit of trivia for this film that is, to basically quote, it says, Director Larry Blarmy is also the uncredited voice of the skeleton. The information should be in the cast list, but IMDb put a lock on it so it doesn't show up. They won't let me change the credits. That is aggressive. That is some angry trivia. <laughs> I know, that's begrudging trivia right there. <laughs> this is I wonder how, this how many is times that guy tries to change it. I'm writing a letter. <laughs> to which IMDb says, we're not Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it, nerd. <laughs> And then, then when they're done doing that, they go into their office like, dude, we, we need to change this really quick. That guy's right. <laughs> Don't tell him he was right, but let's change it. Yeah. You belittle him. And if you ever see him in the street, you punch him in the face with a potato. How will people know who the skeleton is if it's not credited in the thing? <laughs> well, IMDb has been wrong before. Like one time it said that Kane Hodder played Jason in every single Friday the 13th movie ever. Well, didn't it just say Morgan Freeman was in Thief of Wild? That was a review. Not, not actual information. But no, when, when IMDb tried to tell me that Kane Hodder was in every Friday the 13th movie, I called bullshit on that. Like, look at the cast list on your own site. That's true. There's Ken Kritzinger from Freddy vs. Jason. But that had to have been like a typo or something. Major typo. The director is Larry Blamire. Is, uh, Blamire? I don't even know how to say it. It's Larry. It's Larry, the director guy. You know <laughs> Larry. Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, God. How dare you? It would have been a much that. different movie with Larry the Cable Guy as a star. Ugh. I don't think it would be as funny. It Delta just... Farce was Get Delta. Get her done. I think this movie came out before Larry the Cable Guy started becoming famous anyways. <clears throat> also known as the Age of Enlightenment. <laughs> Am I the only person who kind of likes Larry the Cable Guy? Oh, dude. That's far. How do You'll be banished to the island with him. Where I, you watch Delta he's Farce. not super funny, but at least he's kind of like... I feel like he's honest, at least, in his, his humor. Yeah. Not the funniest guy on the planet, but I don't, I don't think he's offensive. He's funnier than Dane Cook. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean he he does illustrate why some people are dishonest. If that's <laughs> he likes Nebraska, I guess. So. He's from Nebraska. Well, Have you ever heard him do his gay voice? No, that sounds funny. Like, like you wouldn't think he'd be able to do it, but oh my god! I think on a one of those uh, one of the tours they did with uh, like Bill Ingvall and Jeff Foxworthy the blue and uh, tour. Ron White, he does it like they have a, oh, the blue comedy blue collar comedy tour. He does a good impression of a gay man. It's great. One thing I noticed about the blue collar comedy tour is that tickets were uh, more than sixty dollars each. That just seemed hypocritical to me. <laughs> <laughs> Blue collar can't even afford it. Exactly. You have alienated your target audience. Well, maybe maybe they helped with uh, if they had some coupons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skeleton Cadaver, we have shamed you by yeah, talking to Jerry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie's great, I promise. <laughs> No, but it is, it is very good. We we didn't mean to to drag Larry the Cable Guy into this. Yeah, it's like it's oh, it's I, like I, one I, of those movies where you don't want to say everything though, because you don't want to ruin it for someone if they want to watch well, it. You know, well, it's also hard to explain because you could sit there and be like, it's shot in black and white, and it doesn't sound funny, but it is funny. I mean, like, who the hell is gonna get that? Yeah, that's how you tried to describe it to me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, it was basically just this whole like I was explaining to you. I was like, just trust me. Yeah, it was just yeah. Yeah. yeah, explaining the movie, it's it's all nothing but you should have been there moments. 
And I, I will say this, that the poster is badass. Oh, we didn't talk about the monster. Mutant? <laughs> the, 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 the three-eyed fish monster with fins coming out of his top eye. Did you see it when he was like, because he was carrying that girl, did you see his shoes that he was wearing? <laughs> no, I didn't oh, yeah. <laughs> You could see like like his black sneakers. Mutant. Mutilation. Mutant. Mutant. Mutilation. Mutilation. Yes! <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Yeah. The only thing I could think of, though, again, it's the it's the This Island Earth Mystery Science Theater, and they called him Mutant. Like, like, all I could think of Mutant and, and Uncle Scrotor. <laughs> uh, give Uncle Scrotor a hug. There's that bit of dialogue to describe the mutant. Who knows how many untold millions will die by its hand? If only it did have hands, my woman. If only it did have hands. I had salad fingers. If only it had salad fingers. Some reason I could think. I think if I was that part on Beetlejuice with the shrimp hand things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> During the Harry Belafonte song? Yeah. <laughs> I hope the owners don't mind their dishes holding a radioactive meter. Don't oh, eat the meteor by mistake, whatever you do. But seriously, <laughs> we'll clean the dishes before we go. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my favorite, I think. We'll clean the dishes. Uh, oh, what is it? She keeps calling him a scientist. It's not easy being a scientist's wife. You know, the wife of a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you want to do this movie, it's just say something and then say it again just backwards. It's just, I really wish you wouldn't be tagging funny. along. I'm tagging. I'm tagging. Well, I can't stop you from tagging. No <laughs> woman has ever been stopped from tagging or whatever that line goes. Ranger Brad's line. I've seen a bear do things, even things that a bear wouldn't do. <laughs> Out of context, that has so many levels to it. What's the, the scene at the beginning where he starts talking about the scenery? Oh, the stay on this road here, past Dead Man's Curve, you'll come to an old fence called the Devil's Fence. From there, go on foot till you come to a valley known as the Cathedral of Lost Soap. Smack in the center is what they call Forgetful Milkman's Quadrangle. Stay right on the path of staring skulls, and you come to a place called Death Clearing. Cabin's right there, can't miss it. <laughs> or the, the skeleton, how it's like, I sleep now. <laughs> I sleep now. The uh, the, the scenery is... thing is right at the beginning. It's like, it's beautiful scenery. Yeah, if you like scenery. I was <laughs> like, is that a Manos reference? Oh, don't forget to talk about the cat chick. Rower. Animal. <laughs> Tip, 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 tip. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the dinner scene was great. And then when she shoves her face in the food, the aliens just go right into it. We need just to follow them by example, and they choose the wrong example. It's a good quotable movie. I know. There are so many quotes that are really funny out of context. Sorry, sometimes my wife forgets that she's an alien from outer space. <laughs> well, I suppose if I had wanted a safe life, I wouldn't have married a man who studies rocks. <laughs> I cannot wait so long. She she will help me, the housewifely one. Hi, Betty. <laughs> Stop that giggling. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> now, there is a sequel, which is The Return, which I have not seen yet. I'm totally going to see it. Where Ranger Brad comes back as Jungle Brad. As an upgrade, I want to see it. I'm wondering that, if he's that just... That could be a spinoff in and of itself, man. Oh, I'm wondering, if is it going to be like something where he's like, he's some Tarzan-like character, or is he just like some woodsman? He's a jungle ranger. <laughs> he patrols the jungle looking for any shady activity. Like people that have been horribly mutilated and whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just cabins and bicycles. Newt Gingrich wants a moon colony in <laughs> 2012 or 2020. Oh, he's got my vote. A moon colony. He we will put a colony on the moon. Is he trying to repeat Kennedy's? We'll get a man on the moon by 1970. And they did, so if a presidential candidate says it, the country's going to rally behind him and make it happen. Do they come across Ignignock and Ur? 
We are the Moon Knights. We come from the moon. Behold the digital dong. Well, I know the Super Bowl's going to end with Don't Stop Believing and Tom Brady's going to be holding up that trophy. So you're sure that the Patriots Don't are going to win? stop. That would be played at the Lions won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. If the Patriots... Vikings. What's some North... What's some Boston area band? Well, the Boston. 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 Yeah, Mighty Mighty Boston's Boston. Well, I didn't I didn't want to be obvious, all right? Uh, Dropkick Murphy. There you go. The top bands from Boston, we have Aerosmith and Anal... <laughs> huh. That's the second one up. No, it's no, it's. I am looking. They're a, a grind metal band, grindcore. It says folk music <laughs> and hardcore punk. Let it never be said that anal doesn't have a lot of range. The first song that comes up is "I Lit Your Baby on Fire." That would probably be of the folk variety. Ah, <laughs> uh, this sounds like. Oh, it is a hardcore band. Boston had a huge hardcore scene. In fact, the Boston's grew out of the hardcore scene. In, in Boston. So anal isn't folk music in the style of Joan Baez? Depends on the folks, I guess. <laughs> well, anal has a new fan today. No, they have another song called I Just Saw the Gayest Guy on Earth. Yes, but are you prepared to join the anal fan club? I, I, where is the sign up? <laughs> oh, is this it? is a great title. I'm going to give you AIDS. <laughs> Genre grindcore. There is this not is a lot of room for interpretation about well, that. Well, um, another band from Boston is Bank Marrow, which I assume sucks since every single one of their songs is free from the rock band market. Bank Marrow is awesome. And why are their songs free? Because they're a harmonics band. Because they're free. Yeah, they, 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 their band members work for <coughs> harmonics. Well, Boston is... Listen to uh, Push Push Lady Lightning and tell me that Bang Camaro is not... They have 20 vocalists or something like that. Like, like simultaneously? Yes. If, if if there's anything I can say about Bang Camaro, it's that they're no anal... That doesn't help me. <laughs> there are so many... <laughs> the Rocks, in that. maybe? It was one of the... One it, was, of... it was the Rocks. Does an anal... have an anal... <laughs> maybe one of the guys from anal... will do a side project and it'll be anal... We can hope, and we can dream. So. Yeah, this year, Super Bowl 46, Giants-Pats, a rematch of the 2007 Super Bowl, where the Giants won 17-14, and so far the Giants are pretty much looking like they want to repeat exactly, almost exactly what happened that year. Uh, I know me and Kevin are crushed because they beat our Niners, which yeah. sucked. Uh, and I'm crushed because the Patriots beat the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos. <laughs> you mentioned Tebow, you'll never be on here again. Did you lose your T-boner? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Well, see, my thing is, is he's not even my favorite player on my team. But they got teabagged. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more mad right now because the Raiders signed our defensive coordinator as their head coach. So, no, Charlie, they got Boston teabagged. <laughs> That's the Boston teabag party. How you like that history major? <laughs> I like that. It was nice. Give it a solid eight of ten. Dude, I bet you there's a porn by Joe D'Amato called the Boston Teabaggers. That would be great. I. I need his full film. The problem is, whenever you look up his uh, his filmography, it's always in Italian, so you never know for sure. <laughs> but anyway, what the Giants have accomplished this year uh, is, like you said before, a repeat of that 2007. They basically kind of just went through and just beat everybody in the NFC. The only difference from that year is they actually got one home game where they crushed the Falcons. Then they pretty much whooped the Packers. I mean, the Packers kind of helped themselves beat themselves. But you know, uh, you drop all the passes that are thrown to you. Yeah. Oh, but the Giants did force three fumbles, and 
learn to hold on to the football. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then, uh, well, which we'll which we'll go into when they beat the Niners, where Carl Williams needs to learn how to hold on to the football. Hold on to the football. Yeah. But that one was like that could have gone either way. That was that was actually a good game for that. But now into the Patriots again. From what I see from the Giants is. Uh, especially in that last game with the 49ers, if you put pressure on Eli Manning, he makes mistakes. Now, I know you could say that for any quarterback, but I don't think he's felt that kind of abuse in a few weeks because this whole postseason, his offensive line has been doing pretty well. But, I mean, the Niners beat the ever-loving out of him, and, they, I mean, they still won. But, I mean, I think they, they sacked him like six times, knocked him down about 20 times. So I think what the Patriots are going to have to do is get to Eli Manning and then stop Victor Cruz, who is – emerging as a beast and could probably be a deciding factor in the Super Bowl if anybody can actually cover him. I think he's going to be salsa dancing all the way to Super Bowl MVP this year myself. So that's that would not be that would not be a bad pick for Super Bowl MVP because I think even that Niners game like I think like towards the fourth quarter where both offenses weren't doing anything he still had like 10 catches he still had like 10 catches and like over 100 yards and like a touchdown before they even happened. Basically, I think the Giants need to throw Victor Cruz. The def- Patriots defense, which I want to get into, has been playing really pretty, like, good enough in the postseason. Because this year, I mean, they didn't really play anybody in the regular season. And their defense wasn't that great. But in the postseason, I mean, they played better than I thought they would. Like, it's not super stellar defense. But, like, when they played the Ravens in the AFC Championship, like, they stopped Ray Rice. And they held Joe Flacco, like, enough to, to basically come out and win the game. So, I Wait. think, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, which for the Patriots defense is just amazing, considering that uh, didn't the Dolphins have like 500 passing yards on them in the game this year? Yeah, and uh, I think Flacco had like good stats, but I mean, nothing to to win the game. Like he had two touchdowns, I think like around 200 yards, but uh, they basically, their defense kind of managed it by stopping the number one threat. Now the Giants have like no run game, like it started to build and their last regular season game against the Falcons, but it's, like, dropped. Because I think Eli Manning threw the ball, like, 60 times last week. And the run game might not be the issue, but it's just stopping Victor Cruz. And then on the other end, it's Tom Brady throwing at uh, the, his tight ends, Aaron Hernandez and Ron Gronkowski. I mean, they basically just, like, they don't even need to run the ball. They just throw it five yards to them, and it's either, you know, five yards or they're, like, take it the distance take it 20 yards. I mean, they're such big guys and hard to take down. And like the, a new strategy they're using was lining like Aaron Hernandez up in the backfield. And I think they gave it to him like three times on handoffs, but also uh, running out as a receiver from the backfield, it would work. Like the Patriots are making it without running the ball, which is amazing. Well, they don't need to. I mean, when you have targets like that, it's pick and choose who you're going to cover. Somebody's going to get open. Yeah. And with a quarterback like Tom Brady, who's as accurate as he is, I mean, he can uh, overlook the whole field in a couple seconds. And, you know, when you have a, a what was Gronkowski, like six seven something like that? You're a big guy. Yeah, I mean... You could just throw it up, and he's going to catch it over. I, I, who can jump that high, really? Well, the Giants' secondary... Like, here's another thing with the Giants. <clears throat> I always felt their secondary was, you know, kind of seesaw-like. Like, it would play well and then not play well. Kind of like Eli Manning the regular season. They came together, I think, in these in these postseason games. Uh, like, they played well enough. Like, against the Packers... I know they had all the drops and stuff, but I mean they still they still covered some stuff when it didn't matter. But like I think I think the Giants defense is typically usually underestimated because everybody always looks at the front four, which their defensive line is just godlike. Umanura, Justin Tuck, Jason Pierre-Paul. Like, I mean they're like almost all all stars. And yeah. then uh, but I think their secondary I think their secondary might be it's just it's always surprising because I always keep thinking any team can throw on them. 
and then like the Giants will win. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here going like, but I mean that secondary's not that great, but I mean they're just well enough. It'll be a good clash. I I will want to see the most interesting thing I want to see is the Giants defense versus the Patriots offense because I want to see if the Giants can get to Tom Brady because in that suit in Super Bowl 42 when they played that's what they did to Tom Brady I mean they harassed him and then the only difference is instead of Michael Strahan you have Jason Pierre-Paul but he's really emerging as one of the best defensive ends in the game yeah uh, and then like instead year. of Plexico Burris they have Victor Cruz it's like almost the same team but um well, the biggest thing about their secondary is if you can get to the quarterback quick enough, and their front four is just amazing. I mean, just 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 Justin Tuck and Pierre Paul alone. I mean, nine times out of ten, in about four or five seconds, they're going to get to the quarterback. There's, so, there's not much you could do to stop them. So I'll ask this to uh, you, Num, and you, Kevin. Uh, starting with you, Num, what would the Patriots have to do to win? Um, I think they need to control the clock. I think they need to run the ball, and I think they need to uh, utilize uh, big plays, big scoring plays, to keep the Giants' confidence down. Kevin? Quick passes to the tight ends. Hit Aaron Hernandez, hit Gronkowski for slants, and let their huge size and, and mismatches take care of that secondary who's not going to be able to bring them. No one's been able to bring them down. You don't have to worry about a pass rush if you get the ball off in a second. That's true. I think I think the things that the Patriots will need to do offensively is protect Tom Brady, number one. And then two, because uh, I, I have a feeling that the Giants will come in and prepare for the tight ends, but the best thing well, about the Patriots is when you have the tight ends covered, you have Wes Welker, who's had an amazing season. So I think what they'll need to do is uh, utilize tight ends. I agree with that. I do think they need to manage the clock so they're not wound down. So when they do the quick passing game, because I just think they're going to go out there and no huddle. I think when they get a lead, they'll try to slow things down and waste the clock. But definitely tight ends West Walker. Now in defense, just what I said before, get to Eli Manning, cover Victor Cruz. I think they should be good after that. But uh, so... Uh, then, Kevin, what do you think the Giants need to do to win? They're going to have to run the ball. Um, the Patriots' rush defense has looked good the last couple of weeks because they've been selling out to play the run because they yeah. haven't been up against a quarterback that really can make them pay for it. Tim, Tim Tebow and uh, and Joe Flacco is okay, but he's not you know he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Peyton Manning when he was healthy, he's, and he's not Eli Manning. Eli Manning, if they load up, they load the box nine ten, stop the run. Eli Manning's going to throw all over them. That secondary yeah. is not very good. The only good team they've even beaten this year, sorry, Frank, is the is the Ravens last week. Before that, any other winning teams they faced, they lost. When they played, uh, uh, when they played the, when they played, I mean, technically when they played the, the Broncos, they're a winning team, but, but they weren't after they lost. So the yeah. only team that they was actually a winning team this year that the, the Patriots played and beat with the Ravens last week. Yeah. I'm not convinced on that defense. I still think they're weak and they're soft and they haven't played and beaten a quality quarterback. So, they go up to Eli Manning. They can't sell out the runs. So what, the, what, what they're going to try to do is stop the pass. They're going to try to rush Eli Manning. They're going to try to hit him. What they're going to have to do is run the ball. They're going to have to give it to Bradshaw. They're going to have to give it to Jacobs and uh, let them run it up the gut because they're not going to be able to sell, put nine, eight, nine in the box to stop to stop the running game against the, against the Giants. They'll Brady. be able to control the clock, slow Brady's... Uh, quick moving offense is fast paced offense down the field control time of possession limit turnovers which is key in any game 
play decent special teams, and they'll win. Frank, what do the Giants need to do to win? Most most importantly, more than anything, they need to get to Tom Brady. If they can get to Brady, their offense is going to put up, at least even on a bad day, 20 points. So if if they can sack Brady, if they can keep Brady in the dirt and keep him from looking downfield, they win the game. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what I, what I was going to say, uh, to reiterate what Kevin was saying, uh, last week when, uh, the Giants played San Francisco, they were trying to run the ball, even though it wasn't working, they kept running it. So they kept the 49ers to be honest so that that way they could still keep throwing the ball. So I do agree with that because, um, but I think it'll be a lot easier to run on the Patriots defense, honestly, because, I mean, Ray Rice is more of a, uh, I mean, he's a faster back. He's not really a power back, but um, I don't think the Patriots have had somebody who had running backs. If if Jacobs and Bradshaw especially can keep hold on to the ball, I mean, they can get a lot of rushing guards in this game. I think uh, I think Giants, I think they need to find a way to get Victor Cruz open. Because, I mean, their, their 20-plus yard plays in this postseason have been amazing, and they can score really quick if uh, they can get to Victor Cruz. And I think he's the go-to guy that they got to do. Uh, protect Eli Manning. I do think they need to find the running game. Like seriously, otherwise it will be a grind. I don't think, I don't think, uh, Eli Manning can throw it. It's like they have to resort to the pass because they're just defending the run, and then the Patriots know it and they drop eight. I don't think Eli Manning can win maybe a Super Bowl with all the pressure and everything, throwing like sixty plus passes. I think they need to manage it better. And defensively, I agree. Get to Brady and just you know I'm not even saying you have to like try to super cover Gronkowski, but if you could just tackle him after he catches it immediately, you're doing a good job. Like if, if uh, you could just, if you could just tackle him instead of letting him like break the tackle run for about 15 more yards, I, I think you're doing okay. But I, I agree. I agree with everything. Giants need to run the ball, throw to Victor Cruz and just get to Tom Brady somehow and just basically cover uh, it, it, it. Like this thing, it, like it is feeling like Super Bowl 42 because I when I saw that when I remember coming up to that Super Bowl I was like this could be you kind of had a feeling it could be a high scoring game but it turned into low scoring I kind of had the same feeling like this could get high scoring if both defenses basically you know just let go and say whatever but it might be low scoring I mean it's kind of hard to put it down but uh, basically both teams got to protect the quarterback I think I think is going to be crucial I think. The quarterback that get gets harassed the most will be on the team that loses. Uh, one last thing: don't forget Hakeem Nix and Mario Manningham. Remember, uh, they're pretty decent receivers too. And remember that the Patriots have a wide receiver playing cornerback with Edelman. Oh yeah, that's Somebody true. Somebody has to match up against Edelman. Whoever matched up with Edelman is the guy Eli is going to be looking for. Well, yeah. Victor Victor Cruz usually plays the slot, so probably be Victor Cruz. <laughs> if they put Edelman on Victor Cruz, that'll be the dumbest thing in the yeah, world. Do that. I, you can't admit Bill Bell. Belichick's a good coach. The hoodie, the hoodie will not put element on Petra Cruz. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, let's go with predictions, Frank, and we'll start with you. Give me a kind of how you see the games going and like a who's going to win and give me a, a rough estimate score. I, I see a similar score to last time. I mean, honestly, uh, I don't see this game getting out of hand. Uh, both defenses have been playing really well. So I think uh, I think I'm going to say there's going to be around maybe – 24 17 somewhere around there um i think the giants pull it out just because of their defensive linemen uh pierre paul i honestly have to say is a beast he's one of the best defensive players young defensive players in the league nowadays and you know last week the patriots played against the ravens defense i mean i know ed reed's good but he's usually back you know 20 yards covering the receivers 
Ray Lewis is getting a little long in the tooth, so I don't think he's really faced a, a defensive presence like this this year, and I, I don't I don't know if he can handle it. Right, how about you, Kevin? Um, do I go with my heart or my head on this one? I you just go with it. Whatever you, whatever I want to pick the Giants to win because I don't want Brady to have four rings. Yeah, I don't I, want him to match Joe Montana. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to put talk about him in the same way. He's a great quarterback, but just I, it's nothing against Tom Brady. I just don't like the Patriots. I don't like dynasties in general. So I think what I'm what I'm going to say is I wish the Giants won, but I still think the Patriots are going to win this one. I think that that as good as everyone thinks the Giants' defense is. They're not going to be able to match up with Gronkowski. They're not going to be able to match up with Aaron Hernandez. And even if they do, you still got Wes Welker. And you still, as strange as to say, if for some reason all them are covered, you still have Chad Ochocinco and Dion Branch out there somewhere. <laughs> He's got some wet. Brady's got weapons. He's smart. He reads the defense as well. He doesn't make too many mistakes. I'm not sold on the on the Giants secondary. Um, and that offensive line that the Patriots have is excellent. I think. Uh, the Giants will be able to move the ball. I think they'll score some points. I think it's probably going to be something, I'm going to say 27-20 Patriots. I um... Well, since my knowledge of football is nil, I have gone to the ultimate source for information about who will win the Super Bowl, which is Yahoo Answers. <laughs> the repository Good night, everybody. of earthly knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody had asked who will win the Super Bowl, and the answer was... Me. That answer was provided by I be killing all these hoes. <laughs> Alex Jowski, 2012 Super Bowl champion. And to keep a tradition for the show, the answer to will the Giants beat the Patriots is the link ain't blue, so I can't click it. <laughs> and will Eli and Peyton Manning have sex? We're back. Incest. Incest. Thank you, Kevin. Thank and you. We're out on that. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Good night. Do you think they both do Manning face when they're. <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's it for our show this week i had fun i if you have the mind-altering substances that george lucas and steven spielberg have been on for the last few years please send an email to <laughs> alex Chowski at gmail.com and uh, remember you can always visit our website at www.geekjuicemedia.com it's a real man witch <laughs> Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do